Hello and welcome to our podcast, No Filter with Kobo. I'm your host, Elsie Ruiz Alvarado. In this episode, we will review our formula of the month, our Tone Up Sunscreen Primers. We will discuss the Kobo ingredients used, their purpose and formula, and offer some background so that you can create similar and effective formulas such as this one. To kick off the conversation, let me introduce our guest for today, one of our application laboratory experts from Asia Pacific, Dalia Niem. Hi, Dalia. Welcome to No Filter with Kobo. I can't wait to talk with you about our formula of the month, made by none other than you. Hi, Elsie. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here for the first time. Thanks again. Dalia, you are new to the podcast, so before we move on to the questions, please share with us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing at Kobo these days. So I was born and raised in Canada, but I have been living in Japan for almost eight years. I previously worked at a cosmetic manufacturer as a base makeup formulator in Yokohama, Japan. And in December of 2022, I joined Kobo Products Asia Pacific as the senior chemist of the application lab. And my goal is to create formulas catered towards the Asia Pacific market. We actually just finished construction of our app lab in March of 2023, and we're located in Tokyo, which is nearby Nihonbashi, which is quite central. And luckily, um, I've discovered a few nice places to eat in the area. And overall, um, it's been less than one year since the Asia Pacific App Lab was established. And I'm really proud to introduce the KSL 530AP Tone Up Sunscreen Primer Series, which is one of the first formulas from our Asia Pacific App Lab. Thanks, Talia. And best of luck at Kobo, okay? I have no doubt you're going to do well. Love that formula. I'm pretty excited about seeing what else you have. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure how many listeners actually know about our presence in Asia, but I'm glad you mentioned it. It clearly shows Kobo's commitment to diverse cultures, not just in presence, but in the work we put forward. So let's go ahead and get started with learning all about this formula. The first question that I have for you is um, curious as to what inspired our laboratories in Asia to create this formula. What Was there a benchmark, perhaps? This series was inspired by the popular multifunctional sunscreen primers that are often seen in Japan and Korea. There are many brands in Asia like Laneige and also La Roche-Posay with similar concepts. So this series was inspired by Maquillage's Dramatic Skin Sensor-Based Neo. And Maquillage is a well-known drugstore brand in Japan. And I wanted to recreate the weightless and light texture of this popular Japanese product. So usually, um, after applying their skincare, Asian consumers will go in with a primer that is multifunctional. It's a really good way to get the most bang out of your buck. So these primers contain high SPF and PFA for UV protection, brightens the skin, and acts as a base layer before applying makeup. They also come in different colors for tone correcting benefits. And for this series, KSL 530A AP in the mint color is used to cover redness from acne and irritated skin. And KSL 530B AP comes in a lavender color to cover yellowing skin and add skin transparency. And lastly, the third color, KSL 530C AP, 
comes in a pink beige color that mimics the color of blood vessels to enhance the looking skin. You know, I've never seen any of these benchmarks for this formula, but this one which you developed is effective and feels really nice. I tried the mint colored one. I see, I tend to get some redness around my cheeks from time to time. My skin is sensitive and easily irritated by environmental factors. This product really helped to cover up the redness or the appearance of irritation. It was very nice. Okay, so moving on to my next question. Um, this formula features two of Kobo's attenuation grade materials. Our dispersions DIMT, oh, sorry, DIM2F650T4, <laughs> a titanium dioxide dispersion at 16% in formulation. And it also has our treated power, our zinc oxide treated powder, ZNO750 ASG5. And that's in the formula at 13.3%. Can you please provide some details on each of the ingredients, the SPF, PFA obtained, including active content achieved and what their purpose and formula is? Yes, so to achieve a high SPF, I use the DIM2F650T4, which is the titanium dioxide dispersion in dimethicone. It's really pourable and easy to use. And then for the PFA, I use ZNO750ASG5, which is a ZNO treated with sterile glutamic acid, or um, short for ASG. And the con active content is 6.4% titanium dioxide and 12.635% zinc oxide. So all three of the formulas have the same active content, but only KSL530A AP in the mint color was submitted for in vivo testing. And this formula achieved SPF 62 and PFA 16.5. And as well, I performed in vitro testing for all three formulas. And the in vitro results slightly differed. However, the mean SPF was 75.27 with a PFA of 12.3. And the reason why I tested in vitro is because in the Asia Pacific region, countries like Thailand, Philippines, and Vietnam accept the in vitro method for SPF and PFA claims on their sunscreen products. Interesting. Thank you for the testing details and information. It's very helpful to know. Um, I also noticed the use of Kobo Sunboost ATB at 2%. Um, what is the ingredient's function in this formulation? Does it enhance the formula in any way or multiple ways? Sunboost ATB is a blend of antioxidant, anti-irritant, and anti-inflammatory agents that gives added skincare benefits to the formula. It can boost the SPF and PFA results. And Kobo actually has done multiple in vivo studies showing this boosting effect in mineral sunscreens, in chemical sunscreens, and also hybrid sunscreens, which is a mix of both mineral and chemical. Yeah, this Sunboost ATB is packed with so many benefits. It's definitely a good add to almost any type of formula, whether a sunscreen or not. Um, so I want to step back and talk a little bit about the choice of treated powders. The colorants and the, zin uh, the zinc oxide all are treated with cobalt stereoglutamic acid, abbreviated as ASG or ASGP, P meaning it contains polyhydroxysteric acid as well. Please tell us a little about this treatment the added, and the added benefits to this particular formula. 
Well, I chose the steroglutamic acid treatment as it has a creamy feel uh, and is compatible with ester oils. And as you pointed out, the zinc oxide is treated with the ASG, while the colorants are treated with ASGP. So the polyhydroxysteric acid makes the colorants super dispersible, meaning that they're easily dispersed in the oil phase. Okay, so the ASGP-treated powders don't just give off great sensory and adhesion, but are such a great solution for companies that do not have certain mechanical capabilities to create stable dispersions efficiently. They save production time and end up being cost-efficient in many ways. Um, okay, so um, Hobo has an extensive line of color options. Um, let's get into the colorants used. It seems in this case, a little goes a long way. So go ahead and share with us how we achieved each of the colors in this formulation. Exactly what colorants were used? For each color, I only wanted a slight tint for the tone correcting benefits while keeping a natural finish. For KSL 530A AP, the mint color, I used 0.03% of BGCO ASGP5, which is a chromium green oxide treated with ASGP. For the lavender color, KSL530B AP, I used a combination of 0.02% BEUB ASGP6 and 0.01% of BWRO ASGP3, which is a combination of an ultramarine and red iron oxide. Lastly, KSL530C AP contains 1% total of pigments for a slightly increased tone-up or brightening effect. To achieve the pink beige color, I use 0.87% BTD ASGP3, 0.1% BWYO ASGP3, and 0.03% BWRO ASGP3 which is a combination of pigmentary grade titanium dioxide, yellow iron oxide, and red iron oxide. Thanks, Dahlia. These do really look very natural. As I mentioned earlier, the mint one worked very nicely on toning down my redness and evening out my tone for a natural look. Um, great. So we spoke on the UVA, UVB attributes. We spoke on the colors. And now we should dive in on the long wear property. How is this formula achieving long wear? Can you explain, please? Yes, so I used 1% of Cobogard MQ60DM, which is an oil-soluble film former that improves long-lasting effect and water resistance and also provides great skin adhesion. The Cobogard MQ series is based on trimethylsiloxilicate, which is a highly cross-linked silicone resin. And our CoboGuard series is not only great for long wear properties, but it can also help to create an even deposition of the UV filters on the skin so it can boost SPF results. Long wear is an important property in both a primer and sunscreen. So good idea adding this property to the formula via the use of a uh, film former. I noticed the use of three different aesthetic uh, modifiers in this series of formula, all microspheres. They are our MSS500W, which is a silica, our Cobo Blur 100 Natural, which is a plastic-free powder complex, and our Cellulose Beads D5 ASG3, which is a cellulose treated with our ASG treatment. Please tell us a little bit about each of them and why they were chosen for each specific formula. 
Yeah, I wanted to highlight the fact that the texture of a formula can be easily adjusted using different aesthetic modifiers. So in the case of KSL530AAP, the mint color, I used 5% of MSS500W for a silky feeling and to increase spreadability on the skin. Although it is not as oil absorbing as uh, MSS503H, it can still absorb oils without looking completely matte for a more natural finish. And so the MSS500W offers a silky feel, absorbs excess oils, and pairs well with the mint color, as green will color correct for reddish tones that are often an issue for people with oily skin. And in the KSL530BAP, the lavender color, I used 5% Cobalt Blur 100 Natural, mainly for the soft focus effect. And as you pointed out, Cobalt Blur 100 Natural is a plastic-free natural powder complex. It gives a smooth, blurred, and natural look to the skin. And interestingly, this blend of powders was developed to have a complementary refractive index so that it could scatter light within a wide range of oils and gives you a haze or what we call blurring effect. And lastly, in the KSL530CAP, the pink beige color, I used 4% of cellular beads D5ASG3, which is cellulose treated with stereoglutamic acid or ASG treatment. And the cellular beads have a creamy texture that feels very moisturizing. And the reason why I picked the treated cellular beads is that it could easily disperse into the outer oil phase of this water and silicone formula. Yeah, the, the use of microspheres in formulas is very important to formulas as customers are usually first drawn in by how something feels and then they kind of move on with noticing how effective or not the product is. The feel is usually a formula's first impression on the customer. That's definitely very important. Um, okay, so we've now gone through all the global ingredients in formula. Yay, that was a lot. Um, what about the manufacturing procedure? Can you please describe the process for our listeners providing any specific manufacturing advice, tips, precautions, and equipment required? Yeah, so the manufacturing process is very simple since this formula is a water and oil emulsion where the inner phase is water and the outer phase is oil and the procedure can be mixed at room temperature. So for the oil phase, the silicone oils emulsifiers, Sunboost ATB, Cobalgard MQ60DM are mixed with benton gel until homogeneous. Then the titanium dioxide dispersion, DIM2F650T4, is added and mixed until even. And this next part is really key and will take the most time. So this formula uses the powder form of zinc oxide, and it's important to make sure that there are no aggregates. So using a homogenizer, the ZNO750ASG5, which is the zinc oxide powder treated with ASG, should be mixed into the oil phase until the powder is evenly dispersed without any aggregates. And once the zinc oxide powder is evenly dispersed, the colorants are added and dispersed until the color is even. And next is the emulsification step. So the pre-mixed water parts should be added slowly into the oil phase and then homogenized together. 
And the last step is to add the aesthetic modifiers, whether that be the MSS 500W or Cobalt Blur 100 Natural or Cellulo Beads D5 ASG3. So the powder should be mixed at a low speed or a low shear until the mixture is even. And that's it. That's it, huh? <laughs> you, make it, you make it sound easy. <laughs> Thank you so much for those details. I'm sure the audience is um, taking a lot of information from that. Thank you. Um, okay, so Thalia, that's all the questions I have for today. Thank you for explaining the formulas, manufacturing procedure, and answering all the questions. I'm sure our listeners picked up some good information to apply in their own lab benches. Uh, thanks again for your participation. I really appreciate your joining us today all the way from Asia Pacific at your 11 p.m. I'm glad you could make it work for us. I hope that you might consider joining and sharing with us again. I'm looking forward to learning about more about popular or trending uh, formulas in the Asian market. It's very interesting. Um, and basically, that's it. Thanks, Talia. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Elsie. It was so nice chatting with you. I know um, I got into a lot of the details, but I hope it was very easy to understand. And hopefully next time when you invite me to your podcast, I'll have another interesting formula to introduce to you. Yeah, no, Talia, there was a lot of information here. There's, we actually covered three formulas. So kudos to you. You did a nice job. And thanks so much again. So I definitely looking forward to meeting up with you again on this podcast at 11 p.m. <laughs> um, thanks again. And that's pretty much it for now. So for all those who tuned in, once again, we appreciate your listening through and hope that you found this episode to be informative and of some value to you. Our intent is to get you inspired to create formulas such as the one just discussed, or rather the three just discussed. If you would like to see the complete formulas and want to know more about the ingredients discussed, go back to the description of this episode where you will find links to the formulas and literature of the ingredients mentioned. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to your account managers as they are always ready to, to assist. Uh, also remember that on social media at Cobalt Products, you will find pictures of the products and application. This podcast has, has been created by the content team at Cobalt Products Incorporated. Cobalt Products is a raw material cosmetic manufacturer and distributor specializing in treated pigments and dispersions. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or the platform of your choice so that you don't miss any episodes. Have a beautiful day. Take care and see you all next time. <laughs>